welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 88 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. 88! Blah! I have no joke for this. It's 88. This high number. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, first of all, I would like to give a big congratulations to the LeMay family. You have spawned another child. From the Woo-hoo. Cabbage Patch. Congratulations, Matt and Mrs. Dr. Matt. Mind, Dr. Mindbender would be proud. He would. Kids. You didn't make it out. Of, well, actually, you know, maybe Matt did scour the globe for the DNA of the world's greatest conquerors to, to make his latest child. I mean, we, we won't know until the kid's at least five. Yeah. But uh, congratulations, guys. I hope you get some sleep when you can. Uh, what's yeah. new to you guys? Uh, not much, just uh, Sorry, same, as old, always. same old, really. Yeah. So, Josh, you were just telling us that you bought an awesome new painting of Cholo Frankenstein. Yes, indeed. He just wanted a Pepsi. We've, <laughs> you know, we've been we've been going to this this French spot, and the the very first time we were in there, we we started staring it down. We were like, kind of like that. We should ask what the price is. And then it got busy, and we forgot. And and so it went uh, at least one more time, and then yesterday it was finally like, no, you know what? Let's let's grab let's grab the manager. Let's grab the manager and ask what the price is. She came over and looked uh, looked at the painting, looked at us. She was like, um, fifty bucks. That's it. Looks awesome. I'll put a picture up on the Facebook. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's pretty rad. Great coloring. Uh, unfortunately, we cannot give credit to the local artist because. Uh, while most of the paintings did have like a little post-it note with the artist info and the price, this one did not, and we cannot decipher the signature on the back. Hmm. Is it Cholo Gilman? Possibly. Uh, it looks awesome. I'm jealous. Um, you know, speaking of paintings, Mike, did you ever find the creepy clown in your garage? Uh, no, we are still making our way through the <laughs> nonsense in my garage. Um, my wife is, uh, slowly making her way through all of the, the stuff that's in there. Uh, cause a lot of it is, is, you know, when, when we had some family members who passed away, uh, we inherited a lot of stuff. So my wife is trying to like go through what she wants to keep and what she doesn't want to keep. I'm sorry. Um, as, as awful as it is, I have to butt in and say it. My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all of my, I have like a little storage locker at the back of the the garage that I have a bunch of old paintings in. So it's like, we got to move all that stuff out of the way so I can get back to it. Yeah, I happened with us too when um, my father-in-law moved. We kind of inherited his house. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like we're still kind of getting rid of it. But uh, I feel your pain. 
Yeah, it's I mean, it's one of those things like it's it's both understandable and can be frustrating. Yeah, you like know? you can't just up and throw it away. No, no. But so. um, at the same time, I kind of, uh, you know, I feel your pain. Yeah. But uh, if you happen to find a creepy clown painting and or a dead clown, give me a call. <laughs> I definitely interested. I definitely still want to set it aside for you. So <laughs> um, so I sent you guys a picture. I have this giant pile of crap in my house. I've gotten a little overboard with the giveaways, as I predicted, because I kind of just have a lot of fun buying shit on clearance, like needing a reason. So I sent you guys a picture of the almost complete toy giveaway. So I'm going to have a horror giveaway, a toy giveaway, and like a reading giveaway, and maybe a fourth giveaway. But I'm going to give uh, away some whores? What? That's right. You guys can uh, speculate all you want by looking at that picture, what's in the box. But I will tell you, I tried to touch as much as I could and as far as fandom goes. There's some Garbage Bell Kids. There's some Final Faction. There's some Transformers. There is a Junk Bot. Uh, there's a Masters Universe character who rhymes with Schmelator. There is the Ghostbusters Terror Toilet. And if you guys look at the picture in the upper left-hand corner, there may or may not be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates. All this oh, is Mutant oh, Box. Oh. And there's a certain G.I. Joe character that comes with a shitty gun. So I went out of my way and got him the proper gun. He's going to come with it and a chain of bullets to go inside that gun. It's a very short list of characters that come with the improper gigantic machine guns, but, you know. You probably can read the hints that I'm dropping. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm almost done with this. I think I am going to add Panthor because I have Flock Panthor. I think I am going to take Flock Panther out of the box and put non-Flock Panther in and give that away to go with Terraclaws because why not? And I don't need nice. two fucking Panthors. And I have a stalker somewhere of uh, the smaller Walmart reissue ones for the uh, three and three quarter inch. I just got to throw him in there and we're done. With toy giveaways, there'll be some stickers and shit. Uh, Count Creepy had. I got some wish stickers. That that's kind of uh, uh, blah, 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 kind of a given. But this will go to one lucky winner, one dedicated listener, hopefully. And uh, God willing, you don't live across the country. You live somewhere in Western New York, so I can just drop this off and not pay five hundred dollars shipping. Uh, yeah. To get it to you. And uh, yeah. And if you're curious what Star Wars characters are in here, you get the retro counter. Ah, fuck, I need to sleep. The retro counter Mandalorian and the archive series Princess Leia. So that nice. is the six inch scale and the retro style counter style Mandalorian. Um, good times. Awesome. Mike, uh, I saw that a certain podcast is coming back. Yes. <gasps> It it would have been back today if it weren't for a small technical difficulty on my end, um, where I had a specific bumper that I was going to use for uh, this month, and I forgot to put it in my Dropbox, so I couldn't finish the edit uh, last night when I was trying to set everything up for this morning. So I just have a, a little bit of editing to do, and it will come out tomorrow. I'm excited. That sounds like the words of someone who's constipated, but hopeful. Indeed. Bye, Squatty Potty. I heard it helps. (laughs) Um, Josh, Mike, I saw the artwork for the upcoming Creep figure. 
Ah, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm closing in on being completed with it. It, uh, uh, good God, Mike, it's one of the coolest things you've ever done, in my opinion. The the color work <laughs> on it is awesome. Thank you. Which means I gotta, I gotta start, you know, getting my ass in gear and honing in on the, uh, the final layout for the box, which shouldn't be too difficult because it's basically, you know, copying vintage cranks. Mm-hmm. But, but even still, because because I do want it to, you know, emulate it so closely, that will that in itself is work that I need to put in. That uh, I really need to. I should probably sit down this week and start on that. And say so I'm hoping morning. I'm hoping to have the uh, side images and the the back image uh, done this week. So well, my I, my my ultimate hope is that by the time. Uh, by the time you're finished with uh, the sides, mm-hmm. I'll be done with the layout and I can just slot the images in where they need to be. Yeah, and that's the thing. I figured since like the back of the package is usually where there's like the product images and all that, I was I'm doing a very, very basic uh, drawing for the back. Just like one little nod to the cartoon. So very, very simplistic. So there's going to be plenty of room for images and stuff to be put on there. Nice. Cool. Uh, time for plugs. As I mentioned, uh, Boogeyman's Closet is coming back. What's coming up with uh, Race Bear Reynolds, Mike? Anything cool? Uh, well, we decided to brainstorm on what a 1995 Spider-Man might, movie might look like. Um, we took a, a page out of Wizard Magazine and you know went, went and did a fan cast the way they used to do all, all the time. Uh, literally taking a couple characters that they cast, and we're like, you know what? That's a really good pick. So yeah, we're gonna use that. The um, w- 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 wizard. D- 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 <laughs> it was it three W's, three Z's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aquatine. But um, but yeah, no, it it was a lot of fun. We we uh, it it ran much longer than we expected to. We just recorded yesterday, and um, it, it'll be interesting to to see what people think of where we landed. Dude, um, but every episode runs longer than you think it's going to run. <laughs> I, we, yeah, surprisingly not true. All of our board game ones have been quick and we always thought they were going to be like long and rambling. But like all of our board game ones come in under an hour and a half. <laughs> um, was it Mousetrap like three hours? But see, that was different because that was a fan suggested one where we had to. Uh, we had to do eight variables suggested oh, by fans. That's why you said like the sexiest fan picks the topic indeed right that was me <laughs> um so i know i know you guys are against this and it makes complete sense but somebody typed into ai it's kind of floating around the interwebs what spider-man would look like set in medieval times mm-hmm. and it's fucking awesome uh really cool take on like this is spider-man if it was armor green goblin virtually doesn't change because he looks medieval but there's some really cool takes on like Venom, the Vulture, Rhino. Um, if you ever see it, like if you can get past the fact that it's AI and there are, if you look close enough, there are some like telltale signs, you know, fingers and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty cool. I mean, this is the thing, like for personal use, just for funsies, I'm fine with people playing with AI stuff. Where I get a problem is like what we're dealing with right now with the writer's strike, where it's like companies trying to use AI in place of people to to take up jobs uh, from creative people 
that bothers the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a side note, the artists that like to create art using strictly nothing but AI and then sell it as their art, that pisses me off because it's like, you're not taking the time to learn how to do the art. You're, you're literally saying, I can't be bothered with it. Here, a computer can do it for me, and then I'm just yeah. going to sell it as mine. Um, and that's some bullshit. When I looked at these pictures of medieval Spider-Man, I thought, how great would it be if Marvel just flat out stole it? Yeah. I mean, it's um, their property. Yeah. Uh, we have Jerry's Closet, your one-stop shop for nerdy needs in East Aurora. Unfortunately, I keep buying stuff from her online, so if you want it, now you got me to compete with. Um, yeah, I was a little bummed out about those uh, freaking uh, William Stout <laughs> trading oh, cards. Oh damn! Yeah, those are yeah. Mine. I did. The, I did the same thing where I was like, oh, I was. Oh damn it! They're already. Oh, of course, Michael Bottom. Yeah, yes. yep. <laughs> That's exactly. Because uh, I was like, I, I saw William those. Stout. I was like, mine. <laughs> like, I didn't even uh, ask. I just sent her money. I I love his designs. Always have. Uh, he's second only to Bernie Wrightson for me. Yeah, no, I as I far as artists go, absolutely agree. He he has such a great design sense. Um, let me ask you guys a question. And this is, I, oh. oh, I was just gonna chime in real quick and say I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a there's a new new jingle for Jerry's Closet. No, oh no, I haven't. It's, it's it's a it's a very simple little one. It's just if you're going down to East Aurora, open up the door of Jerry's Closet and buy some fucking shit. <laughs> that's right if you haven't heard her new slogan kind of like you know think of all your other favorite slogans like where's the beef things like that jerry's closet buy some fucking shit yeah her shit in specifically in specifically what jesus christ her shit specifically buy jerry's closet stuff give her your money so she could put more shit in there and you can just keep going and going and going and i think like in a perfect world she could just retire and do this for a living but uh, we don't live in a perfect world because you assholes haven't bought enough Jerry's Closet stuff. That's right. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Do you believe in the fairy folk? Leprechauns, fairies, oh, yeah. gnomes, chupacabras? Oh, indeed. Do you believe in goth people? Indeed, I do. Uh, see, that one I'm not sure about. Do you guys... Believe in the magic of special effects. Yes. Yeah. Guess what? You can have those two great things in one amazing package of the two-headed monster that is Mike McCoy and Tara. And by yes. two-headed monster, I mean, you know, it's like that too bad, but one is significantly taller than the other. So it's a little weird. <laughs> but I'm trying to, like, shine up these these promos for these people as much as I can instead of reading the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Coffin Dreams LLC, your one-stop shop for awesome gothic clothing and tattoos and clip art and all that stuff. Mike McCoy, I found out that he does script writing, too. So not only does he do special effects, you need him to punch up your horror stuff. He's your one man. He's the man. I don't know who yep. else you would talk to in Buffalo other than Mike McCoy. He's the best. He actually has several uh, short stories available on Amazon. I've I've bought and read some of them. They're quite good. Yeah, check them out. Uh, he's a I know who person. you wouldn't talk to, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> this joke's lost on me. But it's oh, well, yeah, we'll we'll tell you later. It's, uh, it's probably not on the air thing. That's cool. 
Uh, and also, so it's come to this, a Simpsons family podcast, a deep dive into a specific episode, every episode. And it's awesome. Check it out. Um, guys, question. Yes. Idea for the Seven. show. I feel like it's been a while since we've done a tournament episode, a greatest something episode. Yeah. To spice things up in the very near future. How do you guys feel about the greatest breakfast cereal ever? Oh, oh fuck. That that'll be a tough one, but yeah, I'd be down. You down? Them fight them fighting words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do this. Put your money on cornflakes. It's gonna win. No, no, it's gonna be kicks. Come on now. <laughs> Somebody it's on my tested street. and mother approved. I like exactly. kicks. Kicks is fucking I, awesome. I actually do too. Uh, yeah. Somebody yeah, on my yeah, street. Do too. <laughs> Somebody on my street threw out their garbage. And for whatever reason, they had no garbage can. So it was just empty bag. Like they used clear garbage bags and stacked them on the curb. So I could see exactly what was in their garbage, dirty diapers, everything. And there was boxes of cornflakes. And all I could think of was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people that they're eating plain ass fucking cornflakes? That's down there to me with like grape nuts. With like, <laughs> why are you eating this? Um, oh, because in my childhood, all I really had was grape nuts and cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had a lot of healthy bowel movements. Yeah, no, my mom didn't really buy the sugary cereals like me and my brother had to beg. Yeah, you know, we're See, like, come now on, please. Yeah, no, there. I, I, oh, I feel gross saying this, but there's a tiny part of me that, you know, a bowl of grape nuts with a sprinkle of brown sugar on top. It can hit the spot on the right it, day. It's not bad. <laughs> a little too heavy uh, for me, but just be I, ready I, yeah. to break. Just, just be ready to break your teeth on it. Yeah, Josh, yeah, you, you have to let them sit in the milk for a while. Josh, you're 40. You can say you eat grape nuts. It's okay. <laughs> no, I can't your, uh, admit it. Did you get your AARP card yet? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I did get my hip replacement kit. Awesome. Ah, yes. <laughs> See now, now I'm not so hip. I'm much more hip replacement. <laughs> it's hip to be replaced. I was gonna say there's a Huey Lewis joke in there somewhere. Um, show and tell time. Yes, I didn't get much, but I got some I got cool like stuff. nothing. I got two things. I got three things of note. I always forget something, so I'm sure it'll come up. But I bought the shorty Tony Terrors I found at Target. Oh, nice. He is slightly more expensive for some reason. Because uh, he's kind of two figures in one because you get the popcorn and shorty. Um, and he's a little bit bigger, so he was like 22. It was like a weird price, but I didn't mind paying it. It's NECA being like, fuck you, you'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> that wishful thinking pricing, but they kind of know the line and they don't cross it. They kind of get right up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on free comic book day, I bought Super 7 Batula, the ultimate Batula. Nice. Haven't opened him yet, but he's getting the sunglasses head and the middle fingers. Absolutely, I mean, kind of has to. Yeah, yeah. Like that it's been sitting at my comic book shop, and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I walked in to get my comic books on Saturday, and they're like, you know, for you, fifteen percent off. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, last but not, but not least, certainly not least, I thought they were pre-ordered, so I just got them on Super Seven. They literally showed up two days later. I got the reaction pre-code horror figures. 
They look so cool. cool. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) The only thing that I would say that might stop you from getting them is I can guarantee that they're going to repaint them several times. See, Uh, my problem is I want them all out of box and I want them all in box. So I'm like, I can't afford to buy a double. But the packages are so nice on those. Yeah, I think that's my biggest issue with reaction in general is like, as much as I love playing with them, the packaging is always stellar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're all winners, but the black cat. um, So cool. With (laughs) the radioactive burns Mm -hmm. is so good. Uh, I can't wait to get it in black and white. Or not black and white, glow in the dark. I'm sorry, because I know they're going to do it. I've been able to open 90% of my reaction figures, even the ones that have cool packaging, but something about like the comic book style packaging on those and uh, the Mars attack ones, I haven't been able to open just because they have that, that awesome trading card look to them. And it's like, fuck, I, I love the packaging just as much as the figure. So it's it, at this point, it's a wall decoration. Yeah. Josh, did you get the, uh, the Mars attack stuff? Yeah, the Mars Tech stuff is nice. I really wanted to keep it in package, but I cracked it open. Yeah, yeah I'm tempted. <laughs> Super cool. Um, Mike, what'd you get? Uh, well, I found finally found the Transformers Dead End figure. Um, that My local Target is finally starting to get stuff that's been on Amazon since December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, yay, I can find these at retail. Uh, he's, he's friggin' badass. Like I still don't have Menasaur, you know, but, uh, or Motormaster. Um, so I can't build Menasaur, but, uh, he's a really cool figure. My only complaint is this is, is this is common with a lot of the car guys, but the kibble on the back of his legs is a little bit thick. So like it, it doesn't limit his articulation much, but it's just like a slight limit. So it looks like his leg can bend farther than it can. But it's still a really good range of articulation. And I like the way the uh, kibble on his arms and back look. It almost looks like he has armor on, especially his arms. It looks like he's wearing these big, thick gauntlets that just look really cool. So really great. Uh, you know, one of the car Transformer figures. Um, and then I got the Haya Toys Judge Death figure, which uh, he's really fucking cool. But as I mentioned to you guys in the in the uh, group chat, there's something about his head being so tiny. And I know it's in it's the, by design. Like I, I after looking, you know, more closely at uh, the Judge Dread figures, like I get it. It's totally by design of the character. And, you know, he's not you know, he's not human. He's an alien. So it makes sense that he has different proportions. But it's just so weird to me standing him next to my RoboCop uh, and Ripley. And he's just got this thin, tiny pea head in comparison to Robocop and Ripley's heads. So it looks a little strange to me, but he's a really cool figure. Um, really fucking creepy. Like he's got the uh, the blood tipped hand where he can hold the severed heart that he comes with. And it's like, Ugh. he's uh he's a very spooky figure. But man, Hyatoys has definitely upped their production game because this this feels like an action figure. Like it feels like you're not going to break it. It's very playable, uh, very much like the RoboCop figures that I got, like the Predator and Alien figures. There's a bit of fragility to them, but both the RoboCop ones and now the Judge uh, Dread ones have been really high quality. 
So I already pre-ordered uh, Mean Machine, which should be coming out uh, next month, I think. So I'm I'm definitely impressed with where High is going. I love Mean yeah, Machine. Yeah, that was that was the one thing that really kind of struck me with Judge Death is that for as skinny and lanky as he is, he really he feels very playable. Yeah, he almost feels like one of the Fortnite figures in a way, like some of the more lanky Fortnite figures, like that. Um, yeah, Grave Feather. You know, like that kind of the super lankiness. And, but yeah, they they have they're very sturdy feeling. So I, I definitely I definitely want to get more of these guys because uh, they're they're a lot of fun. And again, paintwork and, um, you know, sculpt are gorgeous. So and, kudos, Haya. And like I had mentioned before uh, with Judge Fire, mm-hmm. uh, the the biggest biggest downfall is the fact that the flames are removable and they don't necessarily want to stay as strong as they should, but everything else about him is strong. I've almost bought Judge Fire like three times. The only reason I snagged this guy when I did was because he was down to like 14, I think like 14.99 on Amazon because I paid a little over 15 for him. Um, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for uh, Judge Fear and Mortis to drop down a little bit. So I can yeah, same. <laughs> I I definitely would like all that. And that weird alligator dude. I don't even know who he is, but oh, cool. he looks so cool. <laughs> I want that guy. But yeah, Mean Machine was one of those ones where I'm like, okay, he's fucking awesome in the comics. He's a great design, and that kind of fits in really well with my Cult of Sanrea Joy Toy figures. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm getting him. I, I'm just he's twenty bucks. I pre-ordered, so I can't wait to get him. Cool. So, Josh, did you get anything other than Cholo Frankenstein? I got Cholo Frankenstein, and other than that, I've just been building Mega Construct Snake Mountain, which has just been completed recently. Nice. And what's, uh, what's your verdict? Holy shit, it's gorgeous. Uh, it really. Well, I still don't agree with the original price point. It is definitely on par with the part count, uh, especially when you compare it to Lego builds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, for like 200 bucks, uh, it is a more in-depth and sturdy build than Skull. And the way it's built is really interesting because it is, it's meant specifically to be built in sections. So you can actually, it's part of how it uh, apparently is marketed is you can build it with a friend. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, two people can work on two different sections and it doesn't affect anything because when those sections are done, you just clip them together, add a few reinforcements, and it's good. And I think that's a really, really interesting way to approach a build, and it made it really, really fun to work on it section by section. What uh, is your opinion with sharing LEGO builds, guys? Do you like to be the only one that does it? I've honestly never, uh, never done that other than, like, helping my son build LEGOs. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's like, OK, helping Caleb build stuff. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the only person I've ever built with is Ruth. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a lot of fun. But if we were working on something like Snake Mountain, it would probably drive me a little crazy because I'm a much faster builder. <laughs> so I feel like in, in something like that. Uh, it would get to a point where it was like, 
Okay. Rest of the mountain's done. Waiting for your one section. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if it were something else like the trying to remember what we built together, I think it was the pop-up storybook. Which was absolutely a case where, like, I built the more complex inner working sections and Ruth built the outer book housing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really fun to, like, as we finished sections to be like, oh, look at this. Oh, that's neat. Let me see that. Uh, but no, that it's it's a hell of a build. It's uh, the final product is gorgeous. The mini the quality on the minifigures makes me sad that we're really not probably not getting any more past, uh, you know, the occasional. What's it called? Uh, Eternia. Uh, Mattel Creations release like Eternia, yeah. which in the news, oh, yeah. But I I gotta say like even the the Evil Inn that comes with Snake Mountain as compared to the earlier Evil Inn minifigure that I have, mm. holy shit, she's gorgeous. Uh, the paint is just perfect. Like whatever whatever they've done over the times, you know how the faces could look a little wonky if the eyes were just slightly off. Yep. Mm-hmm. This looks exactly like the control art. That's cool. So I don't know what changes they made, but bravo. Because those minifigures are fucking gorgeous. Mega Constructs has uh, always been really good with their minifigures. But yeah, you're right. If the paint was slightly off, they looked weird. But yeah, that's uh, that's it cool. for me. Because I just had to just wanted to build it out. Although I have almost bought studio series scourge a few times because he just looks so badass i don't blame you um okay guys guess what guess who's back aunt mabel jesus oh oh yeah yep bat jesus is the new flash movie if you guys didn't know, um, ah, yes. I saw one of the McFarland, uh, the unmasked Michael Keaton today, and it's an old guy with hair. Maybe it's Michael <laughs> Keaton. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Aunt Christ Mabel. Back, back mm-hmm. again. Christ is back. Tell your friends. <laughs> Aunt Mabel has opened up a new penny candy shop. Where you can get all of your grandparents' favorite candy for just a penny. Ooh. Uh, are you guys excited? I, I hope you like Necco wafers. No. Nothing says <laughs> Un- yummy like, chalk. like chalky Pepto-Bismol in wafer form. <laughs> uh, she's going to give us a special message about her new old-timey candy shop. And then we're going to hop into the news. Hey, you there. Are you looking to try new candy? Why not try something in Ann Maple's Penny Emporium Candy Supply Shop? It's in the old abandoned Kmart right down there off of Route 81. Stop in and try one of our new categories of sweets. Rootberry-flavored drinkable cocaine. That's right. If you need a buzz and you need to feel the jitters all night long, why not try some of our drinkable rootberry-flavored cocaine? You can ingest as much as you can ingest before you die. It won't make your heart pop until it does. Why not try Rootberry drinkable flavored cocaine? 
put it in your face mouth. New from Aunt Mabel. Mmm. <laughs> Yummy. Root berry. <laughs> I don't know why that's cracking me up as much as it is. So uh, you can you can edit you can edit this out if you want. I I assumed that it was supposed to be root beer, but I stuck with root berry because I thought it was hilarious. No, it was root berry. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so Zoe wanted to pick where we go to dinner last night, and she said Cracker Barrel because kids love the gift shop, and she can get cereal at Cracker Barrel on the kids menu. And I'm like sitting there scratching my head, thinking like, what the fuck are we gonna do for a, a funny commercial? And I was looking around at all, like, I'm obsessed with restaurants that have crap nailed to the walls. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know the company. It's their job to find crap to put on the walls of restaurants like this. And they have, like, the fake ads or, like, their actual advertisements of, like, you know, like, Jebediah's soap scrub bubbles. And I was like, man, some of that food back then was disgusting because it was, like, you know, Coca-Cola was cocaine uh sprite used to be a douche like all this like horrible shit because there was no fda back then and i just thought like oh okay this is funny and then of course they have some sort of imaginary fruit like root berry or loganberry or whatever uh, are you guys ready for the news yes yes and i'm gonna mute out because i just realized it's time to feed the beasts all right i'm gonna read Beast. Breaking news for today. You can still get your hands on the last two figures from the Hasbro Dungeons & Dragons movie line. And that is Doric and Zenk, the girl from It and the Paladin. Uh, And it's going to be streaming very soon. Leaked images came out today of the Arctic Bat, which features new parts, new head, and a new chainsaw hand. So, and some new weapons. I might have to buy that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, there is a Mattel Creations exclusive Eternia Battlegrounds Mega Block set. Uh, it's just the central tower, and it's pretty small. It's so disappointing. So disappointing. <laughs> I, I had, to, enjoy. had to unmute just to say say how fucking disappointing it is. It's Ugh. they make undersized. these two beautiful make these two beautiful fucking castles, and then they give us like. Oh, look, look at this tiny little dick. It's a turn-in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, continuing with their uh, release every single week, Joy Toy has two more Warhammer releases. This is 40K Ultramarines, Primaris Chaplin, Brother Varus, a uh, skull-faced robot guy with a cool halo. Yep. No, Joy Toy, it. 40K, Blood Angels, Assault Terminators, some cool-ass golem thing with a big hammer he's red uh also leaked today in hand images of the new medieval spawn from mcfarland this looks awesome yeah it does it's uh i'm gonna get this it's pretty damn special it comes with a warhammer uh it's very similar to the old one but updated it's got his sword you know it's cool i like it a lot i will be getting it in uh other news it's already gone blinked and you miss it i would keep checking but the neca amazon store is getting the black and white usagi yojimbo figure which is an accurately painted he's almost all black when in the comics his shirt was like patterned mm-hmm. mostly white 
let's jump into the news proper. There is going to be a Pop Taters Chucky. I don't know why Mr. Potato Head and Chucky need to team up, but they've done Jason and Freddy, so why not? Mm -hmm. Uh, NECA is doing the Mirage Turtles, uh, the newer versions of them. They look sweet. NECA is doing Freddie Mercury and Eddie from Iron Maiden. These are scaled-down versions of the bigger ones that they've done before. So Freddie Mercury has, like, three points of articulation. It's a little weird. Uh, There is a new wave of superpower stuff coming to Walmart. You're going to be able to get Black Manta, Tim Drake, Robin, a a repaint of Wonder Woman in classic colors, a repaint of Batman in classic colors, a new Batmobile and Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet. They have moved away from the capes that are just glued to the backs, and now they have the rings on their necks, which is pretty cool. Tim Drake is important because he was cut originally from the Superpowers line and squeezed into the Batman line uh, from Kenner, so he's getting a proper release now. And they're going to have the clip capes that you can put on your fingers. Um, They're making a Joy Toy Warhammer Hellblasters. Be excited? Oh, indeed. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> release date got bumped up. It will be out in six months. Don't get too excited now. NECA. Is- that, that, that was actually, uh, the, that was the, the screenshot I sent you afterwards, uh, corrected that with, uh, where they threw Modi under the bus. Okay. And the email they sent out was basically like, Modi was so excited about moving in that he got the date wrong. It's not releasing till spring 2024. Modi is sorry. <laughs> like, fuck you, Mattel. Modi didn't do that. Don't you don't did. try and affect our love for Modi. Daddy. The mighty Spectar. Uh, Neck is back with a vengeance. And some of the cool stuff that they announced are the new Predator from Prey. And the NECA Thing Dog, which is awesome. You can make Pretty much everything from that scene where the dog transforms. It's a a super sweet set. And the Predator looks awesome, too. So I am excited to tell about that. Super 7 is doing reaction animated turtles. Um, Little people from Mattel are doing sets for Web Top from Lord of the Rings and Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know why people collect these, but they do. Um, I really want, if they have access to do Lord of the Rings stuff, it's probably a one-off with little people, but I would love Master Universe-style Lord of the Rings on those oh. Origins bodies. So if you could give me, like, Legolas with the He-Man body, Aragorn, Gimli, <laughs> please, 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 please. I'm just picturing buff hobbits, and it's kind of cracking me up. Yeah, I don't care. Certain characters in A's I think would be really sweet. Uh, they have announced or it's been teased or hinted at that there's going to be a Ninja Turtles He-Man crossover. It's either going to be one line or two lines where like the Playmates guys do He-Man and Mattel does Ninja Turtles, or there's going to be mashups. I I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Super 7 announced Wave 5 of Conan, and it's all from the final battle scene where Conan prays to Krom. You get a Sobodai finally, who I have been wanting for a long time. Valeria in her armor where she is like an armored ghost. Another Conan and another Tulsa Doom. These are finally starting to look right because they're not trying to do photorealistic sculpts. They're kind of making exaggerated cartoon faces. Mm -hmm. And I think they look proper. Like I finally think they've found their sweet spot, the sweet spot for these sculpts. 
and they look pretty cool. I finally got around to opening up the Wave 3 stuff, which I've been sitting on forever to put them up on a shelf. And they, they kind of drift into that cartoon style for the sculpts. They look a lot better. Instead of the weird attempts that they have to try to, like, digitally sculpt them, they just don't look right. Um, Star Wars on May the 4th announced a bunch of stuff. It's mostly just Stormtroopers. But the one that stuck out to me is they're doing Vintage Collection, Wicket and Kinesa from the Ewoks animated line, which I loved the show as a kid. So I'm kind of excited about that. And I am going to end with the coolest news I think that came out this week. Super 7 has moved on from the worst, and now they're making the weirdest. Wave 1 will feature Trasquatch, which is like a Muppet garbage can with Sasquatch arms and scooter eyeballs, and it's insane. I love it. And Blood, the Rock and Roll Vampire King, which is a rock and roll vampire with giant plastic vampire teeth for a head. And I can't begin to tell you how cool I think these two look. I am thrilled that they're doing something as insane as somebody who has plastic vampire teeth for a head. <laughs> that and that trash squatch, I I I love it. I mean, I love them both, but that one, man, so they're cool. crazy, like insane. I'm so glad that they do stuff like this, and it's not just like let's pick another '80s property and make a toy line from it. They they go crazy. I'm I'm a little afraid I'm gonna need this entire line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of where I am. Like just just based on their first two reveals, I'm I'm kind of at that state of. Oh fuck me! This is this is 120 bucks right here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I want them, and I want to get them like when they come out. I don't want to have like a repaint or anything like that. Like I want the first releases, so that's pretty cool. Uh, something I kind of tickled last week. I'm going to mention again: Batman fighting the Frozen Page Punchers, which is like a mini series from Batman set in barbarian times, where Mister Freeze goes back in time. Uh, barbarian Batman looks awesome he's just like a crazy barbarian body from mcfarland and mr freeze is like a crazy diver suit with glowing red eyes he's like mothman and a diver suit had a baby and it, it's, it really is cool it's like i can't quite put my fingers on how visually awesome they look but uh i think they're cool so whenever those come out i think it's in the fall I will probably be picking them up and McFarlane will be returning to clamshells with these, which who knows why McFarlane reasons. Uh, they're not concerned about saving plastic. They could give two shits. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Well, Hey, to be fair, Hasbro doesn't give a shit anymore either. Cause they see it's hurting their bottom line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to be able to see what I'm buying Hasbro. Yep. It dicks. Yeah. Hasbro. Uh, yeah. Guess what, guys? Aunt Mabel's not done with her delicious, oh, Jesus. delicious candy. Are you guys ready to find out about her candy emporium off of Route 81, that abandoned Kmart? Yeah, Aunt Mabel's just buying up all that Kmart real estate. Look out! I don't, I don't understand how there's so much room in this Kmart. Well, you guys know that she's in multiple Kmart's. Ah, I did not or, know that. Maybe Kmart's like a TARDIS. It's, you know, bigger on the inside. That's kind of what K- I always assume. Maybe Kmart is in Aunt Mabel. But, you know, if you've ever seen a band in Kmart, 
walk up to it. Maybe the doors will open and <gasps> there's Aunt Mabel, you know, and there's a wrestling ring and a barbershop and Jose's used produce, whatever else you need. Go get it. Cholo Frankenstein. Uh, all right. We'll be right back with a word from Aunt Mabel and we're going to talk about stuff. Hey, you, do you find yourself driving down Route 81 and have a hankering for some candy? Why not stop in the abandoned Kmart and come see Aunt Mabel? Aunt Mabel's Candy Emporium for all sorts of good candies. Why not try our newest candy, Radium Hard Candy? Do you have too many teeth in your head? Are your bones too strong? Is your blood not boiling randomly in ways that it shouldn't? Why not try some Radium Hard Candy? One second, we guarantee you'll smile a toothy grin that you would only find in the Walmart clearance aisle. That's right, radium hard candy to make sure your blood's thin enough to drink. Radium hard candy from Aunt Mabel. <clears throat> Good old Aunt Mabel. That sounds delicious. One of my yeah. favorite rabbit holes to go down is like radium and the horrible things it did to people. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Too many teeth in your head. Yeah. Just rely on radium. <laughs> I mean, like, I God, I was watching a documentary, like the radium girls, all that stuff, where these girls were working in the radium factory. Didn't know how poisonous it was, but it glowed in the dark. So I thought it'd be funny if they rubbed it in their mouth. Oh, and God. then their mouths just pretty much fell off their heads. Yeah. <laughs> fell off their heads. I like that. <laughs> like... <laughs> They would joke, like, oh, see. See, I've got a glowing mouth, like my teeth are reanimator green. And then, you know, down the road, they were just like jawless monsters. So they turned into sure. Dr. Kong. There, see, old... I'm just... Oh, good. No, no, go for it. I was say, there's an old family guy joke of, like, an old man pointing and laughing at someone, going like, and his jaw just kind of, like, falls off. And that's kind of uh... what I'm picturing happening. See, I'm, I'm, uh, that actually, the, this is the perfect segue because I was kind of picturing like the Fanta girls, except like singing about radium and then just slowly decomposing like the, uh, the guy from the end of Robocop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> aw, meal. <laughs> oh, man. Radium, radium. Don't you want a radium, radium? It knocks the teeth out of my face, but it also dislocates my jaw. <laughs> we should end with Robocop just driving into them and them exploding. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh, God, I picked the wrong time to sip coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You know, side note, uh, one thing that we didn't go over in the news is the uh, the reveals, the in-package reveals of the Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Like, I know we got little sneak previews before, but th there's, like, good close-up photos of all of the main Turtles now and some of the vehicles. Yep. My God, this line looks amazing. Like, this really looks like a fun line, both for collectors and kids, because it, they're extremely well-articulated. We get the old uh, weapons racks. We get a little baby turtle with each character. And these are only supposed to be, what, like $10? Like $9.99 with it, it was a retail they announced? So it's like, what the hell, man? If Playmates can pump that out, why? What is wrong with Hasbro? Because Playmates gets it. 
oh, they're so cool. Like, I'm literally going to buy every one of these figures. Like, there's not one in the bunch that I don't want. I love the new Leatherhead design. I love the Bebop and Rocksteady designs. I think the turtles look fantastic. I'm like, oh, man, I'm I'm going to be all in on this line, I think. Yeah. yeah. I want to see the movie. I'll buy, you know, I always say, like, I'll buy one Superfly. I think it's the one that I'm really, like, super interested in. Um, but if for whatever reason the movie is like insultingly bad, um, you know, even if it is, I love the designs enough that like as toys, I think they look fantastic. Yep. I and agree. I was, and I mean, let's, let's be honest. The animation was, is fucking gorgeous. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's that into the spider verse animation and it's just so pretty. I can't, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Guys. Mike, I asked you for some ideas yesterday, and you came up with something that in our 88 episodes we really haven't talked about yet. Mm -hmm. Giant toys. Yes. Something more prominent in our childhood, but you're still into them because you get your mechs. Yeah. But there's a few things that come to mind. Namely for me, Transformers, Mm -hmm. the mechs, that one mech from G.I. Joe, and Inhumanoids. Yeah, Inhumanoids. I think in humanoids is the main one that a lot of people would think of. Uh, I mean, that was such a great hook for a toy line that um, that's what made it humanoids. Mm-hmm. The cartoon was dark as hell, but it was hard to catch. Yeah. Um, what did you guys have? Well, I mean, we had some Shogun Warriors, uh, me and my brother. Oh, uh, had... yeah, Shogun Warriors, too. Yeah, those, and I mean, granted, the whole line was just giant toys, but we used them with our, our G.I. Joes and Star Wars figures, and so they were giant mechs or, <clears throat> you know, a giant Godzilla to fight. Um, but there were a lot of toy lines that had, like, bigger characters that I would then match up with my G.I. Joes or Star Wars figures. Like, that was one of my favorite things about playing with He-Man and Turtles uh, with my G.I. Joes is having these big like hulking mutants that were like a much bigger scale. And I kind of still do that to this day. Like I'll, I'll buy, like I've said before, the six inch uh, Star Wars black figures, but I'll, I'll usually get the um, the robots because it's, you know, it works fine with three and three fourth inch figures to have like these towering robots. Um, but yeah, I, the one that comes to mind that was one of my favorites I wouldn't really say it's a giant, but it's definitely a big fig is um, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mega Mutants, the Needle Nose and Killer Bee. Yep. Now, again, I played with those mostly with my G.I. Joes. I used to have like gladiatory, like gladiator arena battles where that would be like, the, you know, the two of them would be monsters that they would have to fight. And they were they just towered over these figures. And it's something that I always wished more toy lines would do. Like we, we got promised with masters of the universe. Uh, what is it? Titus and Megator. Uh, mm-hmm. We were promised them, you know, back in the day and they never came out over here. And of course, you know, we got new versions of them with uh, classics, um, which I have the Megator and he's great. He's not as big as he was supposed to be, but he's great figure. And I'm really hoping we get them in origins because that would be fantastic. But, I, yeah, I love having a line that has giants in it. I think that's really cool. They've got the giant body book with the Andre the Giant. Just they haven't gotten to it yet for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, um, but Andre the Giant, he just, he stands, he's taller. But, I mean, I'm talking, like, 
Megator and a Titus giant. Were, yeah, yeah, they were supposed yeah. to be like 15 inches over, like so 10 inches taller than the old line. So I, I hope like we get like boxed figures. Like I don't care if they're like fifty dollar figures. Well, they'd probably actually be like seventy nine now that I'm thinking about it. But you know, still like I would totally buy a fifteen inch Megator figure to go with my classics. Um, not to mention you can probably just go back and get the classics Megator and Titus for less than what a retail Megator and Titus would be. Um, True, but I just want the articulation. Yeah, those were cool. Um. Megator in particular was awesome because he had two heads. He had like a old man Megator head that the toy guru tried to sell off as like zombie Megator in one of his stories to try to get you to buy two. Um, I almost did. But <laughs> um, God, I had so you I needle nose was my alien before they finally made Kenner aliens figures. Uh, which was like a year later, thank God. But um, I had Maltar, who I thought was possessed with a demon, which I'm pretty sure I've told that story on on here before, so I won't repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have Tendril now, and I think he's just the, oh. probably the first HP Lovecraft, uh, you know, Kuthalu figure ever made, even though he's just a salad monster, essentially. I always uh, wanted him and Decompose, but I never Decompose got Decompose is awesome. He's essentially a giant zombie chicken. <laughs> yep, which is crazy. Um, with, with a rib cage trap. Yes, he can yeah, stick you inside his guts. Uh, That's so cool. <laughs> I used the mad scientist dissecting alien mm-hmm. with the same effect where he puts you in his guts. I remember recreating Dead Alive a few times with that, where I put <laughs> a hero inside the chest and seal it up and have it like vomit out the slime. Uh, Rancor monster. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. was gonna say classic. Um, although, although it is a little, a little bit later on, you know what I, I used a hell of a lot. What is the, uh, the toy biz Sentinel. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Great play set. I don't know if he's a, a figure to you guys. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I definitely limited articulation cause his legs were stuck together, but great figure still. Like I, I loved the grappling claw in his hand. Yeah. And I loved the way you could trap a figure in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had them, but like Omega Supreme, um, Metroplex, some of the classic giant Transformers were always just awesome. Yeah, I see. I never had any of those. I uh, I have <clears throat> the new Omega Supreme, and that's the the reason I have it is because I always wanted the original. <laughs> Um, and I will say the modern Omega Supreme is probably one of my favorite giant robot toys of all time, because even if you take him out of Transformers and just say, like, it's a giant robot with, you know, an awesome claw hand and a laser gun hand. He's so freaking cool. Yeah, he is. And I'm not too proud to say that Unicron needs to be in this conversation, which I think is the best giant Transformer that's ever been made, at least in my opinion. He looks badass, but I mean, I know uh, Josh probably knows a lot more about this than I do, but uh, it, 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 the the back kibble looks a little strange to me. Yeah, you know, part of I'm not me, talking about of... Haslabs. Oh, I'm yeah, talking no. about Haslabs. Okay. I'm talking about Armada. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, the Ar- the Armada Unicron is a really solid figure, but 
I do feel like it it suffers just from the fact that like it transforms into a ball mm-hmm. or not a full ball. So that that always bothered me a little bit because it feels really incomplete as as Unicron. So if I were if I were giving it to like best giant robot, personally speaking, it's going to be between uh, Omega Supreme and Scorponok. Yeah, Scorponok is really good. Actually, um, oh my god, why can't I think of his name? The the big purple dinosaur. Um, Trypticon. Trypticon. Thank you. you that is a, a <laughs> right. That Trypticon is a great figure just in general, like both in his weird like spaceship mode and as the weird dinosaur monster because he towers over everything. But in the spaceship mode, he fix, fits Mega Constructs figures perfectly. So, yeah, he does. Like, I had a blast playing with my little Halo figures all over. Him. <laughs> so it's uh, I mean, some of the modern giant figures are really, really good when you cross lines. Um, you know, I remember for a, for a while there in the kind of like mid two thousands, uh, when we had the Marvel universe figures, they had the, the giant, you know, Sentinel and the giant Galactus, but then they also had like the ice giants from Thor. Um, they had like, was it giant man? I think they did. Okay. Um, those Time were for my area of expertise. Giant figures from Hasbro and toy base. You've got the original build of figures. Mm-hmm. That were gigantic, which I would say would be the Sentinel, Love them. Uh, Galactus, and then Apocalypse. And then they kind of scaled them down. Hasbro came back, did Fing Fang Foom, which was part of a like higher priced wave. They were like $15, but back then it was like the equivalent of $40 a figure. Um, they did their individual package giant guys. So they had Giant Man, Black Goliath, a scroll version of giant man and then the ice giants for thor but i use them with i have that and i have a witcher ice giant as the two conan frost giants from his first appearance in um short story form okay uh and then you have their crazy has labs their sentinel and their galactus which are the size of a child um which are awesome but Considering the price, you know, it's like a car payment. Um, it's a little bit insane. Like, it's not something that everybody's going to have. Right. Um, honestly speaking, in Buffalo, maybe there's 10 people who own a Sentinel. You know what I mean? Right. It's pretty crazy when you think about it, but it's that expensive in that niche. Uh, something that, like, I know about that you guys probably don't know is that Monster High did giant characters. Did you guys uh- know that? Uh, yes, actually, the um, I forget her name, but the one that's based on the blob. Yes, I actually tracked that down for my wife because she really wanted her. And she is prominently displayed in our living room. Zoe has her. Mm-hmm. Had her. Uh, she doesn't anymore because she's not really into dolls, but she was really cool. I think the only thing that would make her a perfect toy is if she was clear plastic, like the blob should yeah. be. She, she um, does have a cool sculpt, though, like where it's like the, just the it's the weird pink uh, coloration, but she has like the weird drippy marks all over her legs. Yeah, it's so, it's cool. Sweet. Uh, other things. Monster High. Sam, this is for you. Uh, she bought some of the new Monster High stuff that come in like a lot of the gimmicks of Barbie dolls now are like mystery accessories and stuff. And you have to the gimmick is the opening of the toy mm-hmm. sort of like uh, Treasure X. 
So they come in these big coffin lockers and she got Frankie Stein and she's got like clear plastic clothing, sort of like Frankenhooker. Yep. Which is really cool. So she's got a clear plastic boot. She puts picture up, uh, put pictures up on Facebook and I was like, whoa, that's actually yeah. pretty damn sweet. We've I have a feeling it. I'll be buying some of those for Jess. Yeah. For Jess quotations. <laughs> hey, like said, if my wife wants, wants uh, action figures, I'm all about buying them for her. I mean, we've lovingly gushed about this already, but Shogun Warriors Godzilla. Yep. Uh, what about just like everybody had a generic giant sized Godzilla from somewhere? When oh, yeah. Were kids. I, I think also uh, another one that we're forgetting is the Palisade. Was it Palisades? But the Voltron figure. The. Um, oh, God. Take your pick. Yeah, but there was specifically the one where you could fit the like three and three fourth inch figures inside the cockpits, the cockpits of the lions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh, do you know? Uh, Panache Place, was that it? Yeah. I, th- I think so. Oh, that's going to bug I think me. So. i got to look it up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look quick, but you're probably going to be faster. Ultron. Yes, Panache Place. Uh, yeah, that one, me, my brother, and sister all got, because we all were obsessed with the cartoon, and my parents kind of gave it to all three of us as like a you know, of a, a group Christmas gift the one year, and um, yeah, we we all fucking loved it. Like it was it was a really fun toy. Like yeah, it didn't stay together too well, but uh, we had a lot of fun playing with it. And it always fought Godzilla and and uh, Mazinger uh, Z from Shoguns. Uh, lest we forget the upcoming Paluto. Oh yeah, from Toxic Crusaders. I've been meaning to look in to see if that uh, the guys who made. The Ninja Turtles beat him up, had the Toxic Crusaders game coming out on Steam. I want to see. I feel like I would have heard more about it if it was on Switch and PlayStation. Yeah, and I don't uh, think it's even out on Steam yet. It's, yeah, I, it's still coming out. I'm excited, though. Uh, it, because it's, it's on my wish list. <laughs> it's Toxic Crusaders. I mean, how can you not be excited? Am I forgetting any awesome giant toys? I know I am. Oh, I'm sure there, there's there's boatloads of them, but I think a big part of the giant toy thing is that we all we all mixed mixed and matched our figures. So, and I think every kid, especially much. in the, the 70s and 80s, did that. Um, you know, there was always like certain robots or monsters from one line that would be giant to another. Like I remember in the late 90s when like Rosaurus was a big thing. They did the quake figures and I had the mm. I think it was the tank what he was called, mm-hmm. but he was like a nine oh, inch like mutilated yeah. robot. And I played with him with my Star Wars and G.I. Joe figures all the time as just like a, a giant, you know, zombie mech. Um, and then there was that. I know you guys have talked about it, but the virus uh, line yep. that had the giant spider monster. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the, the main thing I was thinking about was like what lines needed like needed bigger figures in their specific line where we weren't across. I I totally agree. But like, it's the like lines that we played with. So for example, like GI Joe, it took them until 1994 to put out a giant mech. We got the star brigade, like the final like year of GI Joe of of a real American hero line. We got a giant mech. Why didn't fricking Cobra have like, 10 to 12 inch robot troops, like giant bats. Like, why didn't yeah. we ever and, get that? And why did 
why did the Kenner Alien and Predator line never really play with size? Yeah, you got the bigger Alien Queen playset with the with the uh, hive, mm-hmm. but in comparison, like that was still pretty dinky. Right. Don't get me wrong; it was an awesome toy, but both in comparison to the figures and in comparison to the size that the Queen should have been, she should have like, towered over both, them. Both the Alien and Predator lines felt like they they needed big figs well yeah. they did make like how uh, two bigger predators and two bigger aliens and a 12 inch hicks yeah but i mean something in scale with the like the t-rex alien or something yeah or just yeah. even yeah. having a, a queen in proper scale to like the ripley figure i agree you know, yeah that would have been wonderful um or it, or how cool would it have been to just have like a giant brute predator figure. Yeah, I agree. You know, one thing I'm sure we all did and that uh, I, I feel like is a common thing is all the lines, especially in the 90s, we got a lot of um, I, I'm probably going to butcher what what is called. Is it is it, is it rotocast the vinyl figures? Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the, so we'd get like the oversized like Toy Biz Venom. And it was kind of that like vinyl-y type figure. Um, but it was like, you know, like a $15 toy. But it was the same Venom that we got in Toy Biz just scaled up. And we got a lot of figures like that. Like there were the giant X-Men that were all over KB toys. And then the giant Turtles, which they're actually re-releasing now. Um, but like a lot of toy lines did that where it was like, hey, look, here's, you know, 14-inch Raphael. Like I never really got those as a kid because I'm like, well, what am I going to do with a big giant Raphael? However, I did have one of the big Venoms, which I loved because in the Spider-Man arcade game, Venom grew to giant size. So I had this giant Venom just smacking around my Toy Biz figures. You know, it's funny that you mention that. I literally sent this to my friend who collects Spider-Man stuff. A Minton package, giant Venom. Because oh, it's awesome. open and you could press a button on his chest and he talks. Yep. And it was 25 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, that's funny. And I saw it. Crap. Whoa, dude, that's awesome. Uh, Because he has like everything. He's got one of those blockbuster video. The first Spider-Man movie had the giant mannequins as Spider-Man in blockbuster video. He has one of those. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Jesus. That's got to be falling apart. By the time most of them left blockbuster, all of the webbing was peeling up. No, Mm -hmm. he. His is pretty good shape. I've I've seen it. And I've touched it. He's got. <laughs> this is some of the crazy stuff in his Spider-Man collection. If if you've touched his Spider-Man, <laughs> I. I'm sorry. <laughs> as soon as you said I touched it, I started chuckling over here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, a vintage ride-on Spider-Man that you would, like see outside of a drugstore. You put quarters in. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like. Spider-Man in a dune buggy or something. I haven't seen it, but he has it in storage. He's got the blockbuster video Spider-Man. He's got the Spider-Man pinball machine. He's got every Funko Spider-Man. He's got his comic collection is insane. He like started in like 75 going forward. He's got every single Spider-Man issue. Um, And he's got a lot of important keys. He doesn't have amazing fantasy, whatever it is. His first appearance is Spider-Man. But his his collection is pretty ridiculous and i just know because i bought half of it for him because mm-hmm. i've seen it over the years when spider-man stuff was hard to find from toy Biz or whatever 
Um, but it's like all he collects, just Spider-Man, nothing else. And Spider-Man's rogues. Um, he's got a Maximum Carnage tattoo on his back from the video game. Oh, man, that was such a great yeah. game. I'll call him Spider-Man Matt to go along with He-Man, Rick, and Transformer Doug. They are the trio of collector-specific people. Um, you know, Maximum Carnage, the comic book, was one of the first crossovers I remember obsessively collecting every issue to. Because I, 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 like, I needed to know what happened next. It was like I, fr- I was obsessed with that storyline when it came out. So then when the video game came out, I like bought it day one. And I was all excited that I got the cool red cartridge. <laughs> I've never played it. Oh, it's so much fun, dude. It's, it it's, it's a Streets of Rage style beat em up. But you can play as either Venom or Spidey. And they each have kind of unique abilities. And it's a blast. Like, I remember the, the weekend I bought it, me and my friend Nick, we literally just stayed up like all Friday night playing it made it all the way up to carnage and got our asses handed to us and then you know finally got we it took us a couple of tries but we made it through the game man that shriek boss fight is a bitch it so is oh my god even the doppelganger I, fight where he's like throwing shit at you while you're climbing the building was oh annoying. god damn it yes i always i always got stuck at, at shriek though yep yeah shriek was a bitch <laughs> Oh, uh, good times. I got a quick question for you guys. I always think about this and I forget it. But I just remembered it, so I'm going to bring it up. Just as a funny, like, two-minute joke segment. You know a lot of action figure lines repaint toys? Oh, yeah. And then put them in a special squad, Tiger Force, uh, the Wreckers. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. If we were repainted, what would our novelty line be? <laughs> like, would it be... Okay. Lunch force. So would this, would this be like okay? The main line is Count Creepyhead, and then we would be the offshoot line in Special Forces kind of thing. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, like this is our excuse to repaint us, repaint our line of action figures. Hmm. So this is this is like our our Python Patrol. This is our, yeah, our Tiger Force, our Python Patrol, our Slaughter's Marauders, our Night Force. Are we like the Donut Squad? But I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. You said donut squat. And as soon as you said donut, I thought the next word out of your mouth was going to be punchers. And I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd find a good episode title. The donut punchers. Oh, Lord. I was going to say Cholo Frankenstein, but donut punchers is a lot funnier. <laughs> I think I think the donut brigade is pretty good, too. Like, that's <laughs> donut punchers. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> we just specifically punch bad guys right in their donuts. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all have like some kind of like spring-loaded fist action, <laughs> like where you, it's like already in like a, a in a, in a punch pose, and you pull the arm back and let it go, and it just like pops forward on a spring. <laughs> we we fight our arch nemesis Baron Doom or whatever we make up, and just punch him in his beehole Baron, over and over again. Baron butthole. He bears his bottle. Yeah. There will there will have to be there will have to be a special mini release because uh, because you know how they would always do like a partial wave of figures. Oh yeah. So there would have to be a special partial wave uh, of just Mike and I called Pot Force Five. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> edible in one hand, spring loaded uh, fist in the other. Oh, see, I was going to say uh, the, the action feature is uh, non-existent because we don't remember what it was going to be. <laughs> That's more would accurate. You, would you guys have like a Build-A-Bong? <laughs> yes. Yes. Be like Battle Force 2000 where they built a deck. <laughs> or, or better, or better just... yet, the the somehow somehow the uh, the action feature is we're both transformers and you can transform us both and combine us into a bomb <laughs> that, that actually works. <laughs> oh. oh Lord! Uh, to, but you know, to be fair, I do have to say when I when I'm in that state of mind, I get very very focused on whatever video game I'm playing, and I'm very good at it. <laughs> like I was telling Josh, I was playing Seven Days to Die, and like I was telling him about the crazy build I have going on. He goes, "How is it not getting destroyed?" And I'm like, "Because I'm really good at hearing the zombies, and I run up and punch him in the head." <laughs> And, like, I literally jumped off the roof of my building the other day and exploded a zombie's head by punching him. So every time you you turn the game on, you just protect your building? Uh, in this particular game, because I'm maxed out, and, uh, like, the, the, main, the main goal of that game is to survive, but I've been playing this particular save for so long now, like a couple months, that both me and Danielle have, like, maxed out our characters. So we're kind of untouchable, unless it's a Horde Knight. Um, if it's a horde night, we can still easily get killed. But just by regular zombies, it's very hard for them to overwhelm us. You guys want to know what I'm playing? Please don't laugh. What's that? Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I bought it for Zoe when I bought the Switch. Mm. So uh, part of the, the stipulation of me buying a Switch was get some games for Zoe. Zoe doesn't really care about video games. It's a game where you play Toad for Mario in a little contained cube world where you have to explore it and find treasures mm. and move it around with the thumbsticks and like check all the different angles and get from point A to point B. And after you beat it, you can play it again, all new levels as Toadette, which is like a toad with pigtails. And it's surprisingly difficult for somebody with my gaming ability. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no zombies there's goombas and toad see who, most oh good yeah he can't kill anything you know, it's just it's very cute i mean not that there's anything wrong with those types of games either because like i there's a lot of those old uh you know uh nintendo characters or like you know platformer type characters that are a lot of fun this like i a, still i still love the sonic games this is a kirby bubble bobble kind of level of game that i'm playing but anyways uh, by, by the way i'm currently looking on steam for the toxic crusaders video game and while they have a lot of uh, screenshots and it looks gorgeous it just says planned release date 2023 well so, whatever yeah. I, i've got zelda coming out friday and i'm not gonna do anything for like six months after that comes out <laughs> so zero rush uh, are you guys ready for Mike's of the Universe? Oh, indeed. Uh, actually, no, wait. Let me stick to the notes first. Superfan shout-out. Guess who this week's superfan is? Is it Baron Butthole? It's not Baron Butthole. And Baron Butthole is not in Mike's of the Universe, but I should write that down. It's <laughs> Baby LeMay. Ah! Xander. Oh! 
Uh, guys, a I little have WNBA LeMay. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I, I, I'm sorry, but we didn't tell you this. You're not the father of baby LeMay. We all got in a prayer circle, held our hands, and willed him into existence. Indeed. Immaculate like, conception. It was like that scene in Weird Science where they hooked the car battery up to the Barbie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to tell you this, but we're going to be doing it again very soon. We're going to try for twins, which was our <laughs> goal originally. So maybe this might be triplets. But uh, what we do is we get we cut pictures out of a magazine. We get like Tiger Beat. And cut pictures out of like what we think your kids should look like. So we have like, you know, Donnie Osmond and all those cool 80s boy bands. Um, wh- which one was Bobby Brown in? Uh, well, was see, it New I, Edition? Yeah, New I Edition. Was gonna, I was going to suggest we, we go a slightly different route this time. Uh, and we use exclusively pictures of LeBron. We could, yeah. <laughs> but, fucking, uh, fucking LeBron. Matt, we're we're just gonna will your baby into existence again. Uh, so, get ready for LeBron James Lemay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> except there are gonna be two. It's gonna be twins. So, uh, fun facts about WNBA Xander Lemay: uh, He has beat me in a push-up contest, and he's a week old. That's how crazy masculine this baby is. Uh, beat me in arm wrestling. Have you seen those like professional slap fighting? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a world champion already. Can you believe that shit? I mean, I'm jealous. The kid already has a better mustache than I do. Dude, I know. You know, it's like I mean, so damn manly. He has a full beard. He I've had heard... to tune. He had to tune the engine of Matt's car for them to go home from the hospital. Yeah. They just they just let him crawl into the engine block, and he had it fixed. I've heard that when he was born, he bit his own umbilical cord off and used it like an Indiana Jones whip to tame the nurses who were trying to spank him. And he was like, back, back, she demons. <laughs> yeah, he was born with an Indiana Jones hat on. Did you know that he is already the world's lead exporter of Cuban cigars? Baby LeMay is one badass baby. Baby LeMay knows who that transformer is, but he's not telling anybody. He, he wants you to figure out the third step in the one-step transformer to reveal if it's a Decepticon or an Autobot. That's a joke specifically for Matt, <laughs> who still isn't sure what he has. Uh, I'm going for double dealer, but that's just me. See, I'm going to guess that what Matt doesn't know yet is that, he, in fact, Baby LeMay doesn't always drink beer. But when he does, he drinks Dos Equis because he is the most interesting baby in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's right. That's good. Thanks for being a fan, baby LeMay. All right, you guys, are you ready for Mike's of the Universe, the character this week? Indeed. Yes. You have to make up this character when I give you the name. The newest addition to the Mikes of the Universe action figure line is none other than, I just mumbled that, none other than Finger Blast. (laughs) Go. (laughs) So (laughs) the first thing I pictured is someone doing the finger guns now, but but, but put two fingers up. So it's your, your thumb, your middle finger and your pointer. 
like on both hands, but they launch off, <laughs> like blast the two fingers off. So it uh, has that little double meaning with the two fingers. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. No, let's let's take it a step further. Because <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that's better than mine at its core. Because my first idea was at, like an actual like sentient finger. <laughs> like the hand, <laughs> like the hand for muscle man? Yeah, yeah, like the hand, but like a, a finger with like arms and legs and like maybe like a little face like on the nail as if it's like, you know, a holographic screen. <laughs> but then like the two hands would be doing like the finger blast. But to, <laughs> to, to take it one step further, you could fire the fingers off of the hands and then the finger could blast in half like a blast attack. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So I, I like where you're going. Let, let's take it a step further. So the, <laughs> every limb on him is a finger. So it's not a hand. It's like a finger torso and like finger legs and finger feet. And they're all just big, thick fingers. And then like for the finger blast, he's got like the two arms sticking up and then two little fingers sticking off the end of his fingers. And that's what blasts off. Oh God, yes, yes. So he's all fingers all the time. So my idea for Finger Blast, just some schlubby character with the cowboy gun fingers, right? Like a Monchichi. And each other toy in the Mikes of the Universe line has a hole somewhere on the figure that Finger Blast <laughs> can stick his finger in. <laughs> Belly button, butthole, their ear. So he can just inappropriately stick his fingers in any character in the line. Giving people wet willies and, wet, you know, yeah. French ticklers. You ever have a wet willy? It's the worst. Unfortunately, yes. Yep. Finger blast. I, I had a friend in middle school who was obsessed with giving people wet willies when they weren't expecting it. And, yeah, it was fucking annoying. <laughs> fucking hated it. Like, if you're feeling brave enough and you want to stick your fingers in my gross-ass waxy ears, more power to you. Oh, but come on. So nasty. Yeah, but he was, it was, it was that gross. Like he would get like a fucking goober worth of like spit on his finger and just jam it in your ear. And it was like, ah, it was the worst feeling ever. Hated it. What? Uh, jabroni. Guess what, guys? What's that? And what? got one last word for us. And oh. then we are going to wrap things up with everybody's favorite segment, the Hall of Fame. Woohoo. Huh. Hall of Fame, it's a Hall of Fame, it's a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> that's that's like the Miss America Hall, or, uh, yeah, yeah, Miss Universe theme song. But so, Hall of Fame. Who's the guy in the Rat Pack? You're Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Hall of Fame, baby. Hey, yeah, Hall of Fame, baby. Hall of Fame. Give me more cocaine, Hall of Fame. Okay, we'll be right back with a word from Aunt Mabel. Hey there. Were you just driving down Route 81 near the abandoned Kmart and thinking to yourself, God, I need to stop in the Aunt Mabel's candy emporium and see what new things she has today? Well, we're going to tell you, you're in luck. 
we have Aunt Mabel's all-new tobacco pie. Mmm, that's right, a pie made of pure tobacco. All the goodness of tobacco, but in pie form. Take a bite, you can taste the nicotine. Take a swallow, you can feel the tar coating your lungs. Mmm, that's good. <coughs> that's good eating. Mmm, -hmm. just put some in your mouth. Chew down and... <coughs> That's right, the tobacco pie tastes good. Stop on in and have a bite. And Mabel's tobacco pie. And they abandoned came out off Route 81. <laughs> <laughs> I legit, the first time you coughed, I legitimately was like, oh shit, is he okay? And then I realized <laughs> the bit. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Mmm, tobacco pie. Tobacky Chewing tobacco. Mmm. <laughs> Just like grandma used to use. <laughs> oh, good times. Something I see a lot when I'm on the road. Uh, like the further away from cities I get, like deep into the southern tier, Pennsylvania, Ohio, places like that. I drink a lot of coffee. I have to pee a lot. I go into a urinal, and there's always like bits of chewing tobacco just everywhere. Ugh. It's fucking disgusting. I work. I cannot tell who... you. Oh. I, I was just gonna say I can't tell you how often when I when I worked movie theaters, uh, if if I was working an usher shift, guaranteed at some point during that shift I would be cleaning up someone's spat out cup of chewing tobacco. Ugh. Yeah, I, I worked with a guy who used to carry around like a, a fucking clear Pepsi bottle and he would just spit into it throughout his shift. And it's like you can fucking see it. So it's just like this bottle of goop. It's like, ugh, it's nauseating every time. Nasty. Yep. Super, super nasty. If you thought radium was good for your gums. Mmm. Chewing tobacco. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for the Hall of Fame? Mike, congratulations. You won. Woohoo! Big time, Nagahide. Uh, everybody got some votes though, because again, thanks to Sam, we got a bunch of new people in the group participating. Uh, so everybody kind of got a little bit of the pie, but Nagahide got sixty-four percent, which means mm, you get, you get to have the first slice of tobacco pie. Ooh! Now nominate our... your first giant toy if you remember to pick one. Yes, I was gonna say we are still going with giants, right? Okay, so. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a giant within a line that is not of giant figures and go with the Krang android body. God damn it! <laughs> mother, mother, <laughs> why, why are you doing this to me? Everybody wanted a piece of Krang's body. <laughs> Uh, it was one of my favorites. It, I mean, I know we all loved it, but my God, like that was such a fun toy. Yeah, yeah. no, it really yeah. was. Um, I hope that Super 7 does it and makes it big. Yeah. Um, Josh, why don't you go next? Uh, well, I mean, if we're fucking if we're starting out with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go with the other heavy hitter and say the Rancor. I knew it. You already won. You already won. 
Oh, that's right. He was, was one of our Hall earliest of Fame winners. Winner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Well. You want me to come back? Do, yeah. Do you have something ready? Give me a second. I'm, yeah. I'm going over a few. Uh, I want decompose. Oh. Not oh, going to beat Krang. I don't he, know. Everybody I know loves decompose. He is the epitome of awesome giant monster toy. Uh, on my list of get him someday if I can find him because he's freaking awesome. Uh, looks oh. ridiculous. I mean, he's straight out of Poltergeist, but why wouldn't I want him? Right. Josh? Yeah, no, no. Here, here we go. I don't know how I didn't think of this right off the bat. Uh, the the OG US release Megazord. Oh, oh, oh damn! That, that's a oh, that's a heavy hitter too. Because it was, I mean, it's five and one, so it was yeah. meant to be the big fig right off the bat. Yep. All right, decompose isn't going to win, but I'm curious who oh. who's better, Krang or Megazord. That's that's gonna be a tough battle. Yeah, I mean, my vote's going to fucking Krang, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me <You> know, too. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things about that Krang figure is because of the difference in scale between uh, Krang and or between the Ninja Turtles and GI Joe and, and just in nature, um, it was so easy to take like a GI Joe kind of ball him up and stick him in the little like belly hatch. So I used to use that as like a prisoner droid that would just like gather you know, humans and throw them in there. See, now I, I understand that, you know, we all want fairness in the vote for, uh, for the, the hall of fame, but I'm going to say to our listeners, very point blank that uh, if you're choosing to vote for something other than Krang's Android body, then you risk me finding you and giving you what's known as a soggy Krang. And I'm going to leave it up to your imagination to figure out what it is. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, vote, vote for, vote for the, the clear winner or get a soggy crane. That's right. <laughs> um, that's for the people who take the time to listen to the end of the episode. I know a lot of people just like to play the hall of fame and not listen, but, uh, pretty damn like it's the crane robot. I don't know why we didn't vote for that. Uh, all right, cool. Thanks for listening everybody. This is Mike as always saying play with your toys. And this is punch your donuts. Oh, you took my joke. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, this is Mike reminding you to punch your donuts. <laughs> see, you'd see, he just punched you right in the donut. Yeah. It, it's like Rochambeau. Whoever gets to go first usually wins. <laughs> uh, this is Josh saying to remember it. I get a ha- healthy slice of that tasty tobacco. Pie. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, get some of that tobacco pie. Mm-mm. Okay, everybody. Bye.
Count Creepy. Dot com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy. C O U N T K R E E P Y. Ah.